Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Today, we speak with actor, writer, and director Michael D. Cohen from the Nickelodeon series Henry Danger and Danger Force. This interview was recorded on June 21st, prior to the SAG-AFTRA strike. Michael D. Cohen, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome to Actors with Issues. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So uh, you've been in this business for uh, for quite a bit, and you've sort of done, uh, at least looking at your resume and your IMDb list and all of that, you have tackled almost every facet of the industry in terms of genre and role. So I'm curious, growing up, what was it that you, like, was there a particular genre that you wanted to do? Did you know, like, I want to do comedy or I want to be a dramatic actor, or was it more so whatever comes my way, I am happy to take? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was definitely drawn to comedy. Um, you know, most people who, you know, I talk to, I, I talk about Carol Burnett and her influence on me as a, as a young kid. And uh, that definitely mirrored my sensibility and who I was and all of that. And, and it was it was quite, quite influential for me to watch that show. And then, of course, other comedies that came along after that. Um, I just really grew to develop this love for, you know, not just theater and film, but also television in a particular way. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, it was comedy, but I also knew that, you know, I loved just the whole art form of acting, you know, performance. Uh, so yeah, you know, I enjoy doing all of it and comedy in particular is, is my niche. And, um, again, sort of looking at everything you've done between, you know, animation, voiceover to drama and sitcoms. And is there anything you haven't done yet that you really want to tackle any sort of subgenres? That's a really good question. Uh, I don't think so. I feel like I just want to keep doing what I'm doing and do more challenging and, and, you know, roles. I I would love to do, you know, it's more like who I want to work with at this point. I feel like there's a lot of people that I'd love to have the opportunity and privilege to work with. Um, but in terms of genre, I'm like, yeah, I'm hoping I'm, I feel like I've gotten a really great buffet of things to do. So who's on that acting partner bucket list? Oh gosh. Uh, well, you know, the greats in terms of acting, like, you know, Meryl Streep or, you know, um, you know, people like that, that I admire. Um, and then there's a number, number of actors I could go on about, you know, and just, you know, like the. Um, Robert De Niro. I mean, the, the classics, right? Yeah. And then, um, you know, Chuck Lorre in terms of television um, and and Judd Apatow. And, and um, you know, there's some people, unfortunately, who passed that I like Gary Marshall. Oh, my gosh. You know, like that that kind of thing. So people, you know, Ron Howard, uh, he's obviously still around. Um, of course, Spielberg. So I, I'm sounding very cliche in my dreams. But I mean, ideally, you know, I just want to work with the masters. I want to work with people yeah. that are really at, at the absolute top of of the their game and and the industry and just watch and sponge it in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know many actors who are like, no, I don't really want to work with Meryl Streep or with. I'm like, come on, liar! Like, <laughs> who well, does? You know, you know, they they may not they may not only because they're so they'd be so intimidated. You know. Oh and yeah. Like oh my god, it'd be too terrifying. I don't want to do that. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm up for that. I'm up, I'll, I'll deal with my fear. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, I know I'll, I'll be like, you know, but, um, I would just, what an incredible privilege that would be. Yeah. And, um, with your acting studio, the Michael D. Cohen acting studio, is there anything that you instill in your students having been in the business for, for as long as you have sort of, as they start to embark on, on their career journey? 
okay, well, how many hours do we have to talk? Uh, <laughs> this is a five-hour interview, right? Uh, <laughs> um, interview, podcast, five-hour podcast. Um, the people that, that I tend to teach, they, they tend to be people who are working actors or are embarking on being working actors. So um, they tend to have some sort of foundation uh, whether it's helpful for them or not, you know, some people come and go, I just want to unlearn everything and start over. But, you know, the main thing that I work on is, is a kind of a holistic approach to acting, which means really dealing with the mind, the body, the spirit, um, you know, the emotions, all of that, everything that we are, uh, that we've encountered, that we've experienced in our life, that is our material. That's our clay. And this instrument, this is this is our instrument. Like we don't, you know, musicians have external, like you know, a piano or a guitar. Well, we play this, and we need to know, you know, what octaves are we weak in? You know, is rage an octave that I'm weak in? Is is compassion an area that I need to develop because I can't really, I find a hard time showing that in characters. So it's it's about expanding the range and understanding where the range is at and where you want to go and what's blocking that expression. Uh, and we all have blocks. We all have areas where we're always growing. So I find that I'm able to really, in a in the most respectful way I possibly can, help other actors uh, to identify what those areas of, of blockage are and then transform that. Um, so the, you know, the, the slug for my studio is from, um, from blocks to brilliance, transforming uh, blocks into brilliance. So it's, that's, that's the idea is that these blocks that we hold, these areas where we're, we're not able to express, that's actually their gifts. They're, they're gifts waiting to be unwrapped that just give so much, back to you once you put shine light on it and, and have understanding and then of course that mirrors our 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 life you know it's not just acting where we you know where we can uh shed light on our acting obviously it's going to impact our life and vice versa so um so yeah and i have, have this you know i'm going to be teaching an acting retreat at the end of july and and that's i call it a breakthrough weekend which is where we really focus on on this it's a lot of fun it's not like you know deep you know, heavy work all the time. It's just really just looking at where we're all at and and how to transform that to the next level. And I find that an intensive out in nature is the best way to do those kinds of things. And with, you know, how much the industry has changed, not just like in the last, you know, 20 years, but also like just the last 10. I, I always say like, you know, I feel like Netflix wasn't really around in its current form in like 2010. Back then it was still DVDs. I don't know if people remember that, um, but you they know- They stopped what, that service. They just stopped the DVD service apparently. Like, I, you still have it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, you're saying. Yeah, but you know, what have you noticed has has maybe been the biggest change about like an actor's experience over, over the last few years? Well, the business has definitely changed. Obviously, since COVID, self-tapes mm. uh, is probably the most- you know, um, immediate change that you can see uh, going from in being in the room with a casting director to sending tapes in and feeling very disconnected from from the process. You know, mm -hmm. you don't feedback, you don't get adjustments. Um, so that um, and yeah, you know, it's it's proliferated the, the you know the stations, the, the material, the amount the amount of work that's out there has obviously gone up because now there's hundreds of different projects where there used to be three networks and four networks and five networks and then that you know and that was it and then then cable happened 
So there's been a big, big change in the structure of the industry. So that definitely affects how much work it, you know. And then it, it, there was a time where film actors didn't do TV and there was a lot more work for actors to do guest star roles. Uh, and that has since been taken over by, you know, cameos and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it's been a very rapidly changing industry and it definitely trickles down to the actors. Um, and we have to adapt. We just have to keep adapting. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And, you know, with um, how tumultuous an actor's journey can be and, and sort of the ups and downs and all those peaks and valleys, I'm curious, was there ever a time that you thought like, okay, I gave this a try, it's time to change something else? Or did you like know that you had to stick it out and that this is what we signed up for? Is that sort of uh, not knowing what's next? I don't think I've ever really questioned it. I, I, I just always knew that this is what I wanted to do and it... You know, one of the things I say to my students, especially when I'm teaching, you know, university class, something like that is, is find a side hustle, find something that you really, really, really love that besides acting um, that you can freelance at, you know, if you're good at carpentry, if you're good at building guitars, if you're good at bookkeeping, like whatever it is, find that, develop that so that you never have to go, oh my God, I need this acting job to pay the rent. Uh you always have something there. And, and, you know, a lot of parents, you know, traditionally in the past have said, well, you know, get a professional degree, be a lawyer or a doctor. Well, it's very hard to make that a side hustle. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a doctor, I'm but I have a side hustle as legal, you know, as a lawyer or an attorney, you, you know, the, the demands are just too much. You, you have to find something that you can create your own schedule on. And when you do that, it, it frees your creativity up. You, you can actually think of yourself as an artist and that your source of money comes from somewhere else. And it definitely, if you can make a living being an actor and you have money coming in, awesome. But it's not, you know, you can still, you can still, you know, focus on your calling, which I, I think it is, you know, it's not like we, we choose that it, it chooses us and then you have to follow it or you don't feel true to yourself. 
And, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that with um, any role we take on, whether it's a co-star or obviously like with a series regular or a lead, that there is always something to be learned. We are constantly learning uh, as artists. So, so I'm curious throughout the many years you've been part of sort of the world of Henry Danger and all of those like the series and the spinoffs and, and all of that. Um, how have you changed during that time? What have you learned during during that time period? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a lot. I mean, we started in 2014 to the yeah, well, the pilot was shot in I think 2013. I didn't do the pilot. I was I came later, but 2014 till 2023. You know, um, it's almost a decade. I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot about the business. I learned a lot about myself, um, how to deal with the business, what my priorities are, um, how networks work. Um, you know, during that time, I was able to. Uh, get a writing credit, write one of the episodes, um, you know, co- you know, with the, obviously with the writer's room and I had a co-writer Andrew Thomas on, you know, our manly man episode. Um, I got to direct multiple episodes. Um, and then I got to direct also with me in it. So I'm directing and acting in the show. So all of that was an incredible training ground yeah. uh, and being on a show and being on set five days a week, for the duration of whatever it is, 13 episodes, 26 episodes, there is no better practice for acting. There's no better way to hone your craft. So I'm a much, I feel like I'm a much better actor uh, now after, you know, being able to practice for almost a decade, almost daily. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I could go on and on, you know, um, and it's a gift. It's a gift to be able to have that kind of intensive learning immersed experience. And um, are you interested in sort of continuing the those other facets of writing and directing or oh, maybe yeah. developing a show? Yeah, I've got a couple shows that I've already developed and pilots are written and and we're about to go and pitch them and uh, there's a strike. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, gosh. So I have them ready to go. Um, have, you know, pitch decks going and all that. Um, you know, and I've got a, a feature that I'm, writing and I hope to direct, um, plan to direct. I will direct. Uh, <laughs> you got to put that, you got to use the language to support yourself. Um, so absolutely. I mean, directing feels like, it just feels so natural for me. It feels like everything that I've ever done kind of come came together and, and converges in, in directing. And I never want to let go of acting. Uh, writing is also just some, another, another extension. If I'm not writing, I just don't feel good. I feel like something's off. So all of those things are really important to me. It is a bit of a scary time right now for for a lot of folks in our community, um, with all the you know legislation coming out that's anti-LGBT, anti-trans, and and all of that. So, for you know any young queer actors out there who might be a bit nervous to celebrate this year um, or to come out, because that's still kind of a scary thing, uh, not just to come out in your everyday life and to people around you, but in on an acting level, you know, um, what words of encouragement do you have for them? Oh, stay true to yourself. You know, um, it isn't always safe to do it. And you really have to look at, you know, is my fear grounded in reality or, or is it in reaction to things I'm thinking and hearing, and, you know, and you really have to balance that out and get support. Don't do it on your own. Think, you know, who can you talk to about this? Who can rally around you? Who will be your allies? all of that. And if there's nobody close, then reach out a little farther. You know, there's, 
especially for young people, the Trevor Project, you know, um, is amazing. P Flag, um, the ACLU is doing incredible work. HRC, there's so many organizations, and 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 there, you know, you can you can reach out to in different ways to different people to get support and get advice. And I really strongly encourage that, you know, just being whimsical and going, I'm going to come out now is, I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's also like, okay, really think it through if you're in a, in an area of the country where it isn't, isn't that safe. And I'm, I'm not discouraging anybody from doing it. I'm just saying, stay true to yourself, like really follow your intuition and get guidance and get support. It's just un, like unfathomable what's happening right now. I mean, I was just reading today, this is going to date this podcast, but <laughs> I was reading today that Elon Musk basically banned the words cis and cisgender from Twitter. And if you use those in your in your posts, you're going to get suspended. But meanwhile, other people can use transphobic terms and uh, attack and, and they're not suspended. So, you know, it's starting, it's, there's a there's just a huge upheaval and and we need to stick together we need to band together we need to fight for what's right at the same time today i was reading that there were a number of court cases that won that uh, rolled back the anti-trans uh legislation around uh, gender affirming care so there are wins being made there are people out there who are saying and understand what this is so um, it's, we got to weather this out. We got to organize. We have to state our truth, rally support and, and find our, find our places of family. You know, yeah. it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough time. There's no, there's no question about it. Yeah. But we're a very resilient community. You know, it's been, it's not new with these issues we've been dealing with. I feel, you know, it's, it's been going on for a very long time. So yeah, I definitely think we just have to, like you said, organize, rather together and just stick it out and you know we'll yeah come and on top. we need to educate by by being our best selves yeah you know we we have to they go low we go high obama said that now sometimes people are like oh i just want to go low <laughs> maybe sometimes there's a place for that you know i don't yeah. know but we need to be our best selves make our best contributions if there's something that is holding someone back from being all of who they are, shining their light, that is what needs to be addressed and fixed. And then we ourselves need to go, where am I holding myself back? Where am I not shining my light? And is it, you know, out of fear? And how can I transform that so that I can shine my light? How can I be all of who I am? How can I contribute to my absolute best? And and those are the questions we need to ask ourselves and, and then plow the path. Michael, thank you so, so much for, for taking the time to chat with us and for uh, talking with us all about the issues. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.